Welcome back. I hope everyone's having a great week and we'll kick off podcast number 10. So the first topic we'll discuss is forget data scientists and hire a data translator instead. And this week I actually tagged Patty in um, a posting and I said she would be the perfect data translator. So let's kick off data tran- a data translator and, and exactly what it means. Gathering data is worthless if it is not analyzed or communicated to decision makers so that action can be taken from the insights. Organizations attempt to communicate data findings across departments, but it often gets lost in translation as it makes its way from the data scientists to the executive decision makers. And this is a cool fact I I found. According to McKenzie's survey, only 18% of companies believe they can gather and use data insights effectively. Due to this, many organizations have adopted a data translator. So you might be asking yourself, what exactly is a data translator? A data translator is a person that's between a data scientist and an executive decision maker. They're specifically skilled at understanding the business needs of an organization and are data savvy enough to be able to talk tech and distill it to others in the organization in an easy to understand manner. This person must be able to talk to both executives and data scientists. They are adept at extracting the business meaning and applications from the information they are provided by the data scientists. They understand the needs of decision makers. Therefore, they are respected by those entities. So here are some ways that data translators can help organizations. They could help by bridging the communication divide that often develops within an organization between data scientists and executive decision makers. They can communicate with language that decision makers actually understand. And also, they can help organizations by using independence to assess data rather than explain to non-tech people the implications of the data. They can have it as support or solve business issues or even um, help executive meetings to defend the data insights and why the data should be trusted. So as you can see, data translators are the next big thing and they could be really useful for an organization. So to sum it all up, executives can be dismissive of the data which can impact those responsible for it within the organization. Decision makers usually like to know they are in control, but when faced with data they often don't fully understand, it can make them uncomfortable. So exactly what skills does a data translator need? They need a desire to ask questions and get a deeper understanding of issues. And this is often business issues and data issues. They need confidence to challenge perceptions and biases of individuals at every level of the organization. Data translators also need a solid understanding of business requirements and vernacular. They need to know analytic knowledge 
or desire to acquire it to be effective communicating with data scientists. They really need to have a passion to give others an advantage of understanding by using accessible language. So exactly how does your organization know if they need a data translator? One of the main reasons your organization should add a translator is to minimize the frustration and miscommunication and maximize the business returns of the data. If you're in this scenario where you're using a lot of data but cannot see how the data has resulted in business decisions or enhancements, it might signal you are not using the data to its full potential. The best solution to this is to somehow generate better communication. The person stepping into the data translator role must have core communication skills and a desire to bridge the gap between data scientists and executives. Their knowledge about your business operations gives them a head start to being successful as your data translator. So the choice is yours. Often the choice is not whether to hire a data scientist or a data translator. You most likely need both. While a data translator is a great new addition, you also need a data scientist to add value to your business. So now we'll discuss four new features heading to Instagram. So if you know anything about Instagram, they have been relentless about adding new features. So here's some additions coming to Instagram. The first one is a universal portrait mode. This is an easier way to take portraits within the application. The second one is cinemagraphs. Um, cinemagraphs are something between a still photo and an emanation. The third one is giving you the ability to organize your conversations. Instagram is adding the ability to start a chat so it's easier to find later on. The fourth one is the ability to download your data. Instagram is adding a feature that allows you to download all the content you have posted. So now we'll discuss the seven Instagram best practices to build your audience. Now you should remember, first and foremost, you should know the ins and outs of the platform. Before beginning on Instagram, know what makes your business unique. You should understand your audience, what your audience likes about your brand, who you are trying to ultimately reach, who your competitors, competitors are um, successful reaching on Instagram, what marketing strategies have worked in the past, and what customers expect from your brand. And you should also know, is your content good enough? Once you've answered all these questions, you should be able to tackle these Instagram best practices. The first best practice is to turn your visuals into eye candy. Instagram is about great visualizations and content that provides great images and videos that your users can engage with. With 400 million users, people are always explaining the beauty in marketing. A fun fact is Shopify claims 93% of buyers cited visual appearance as the main reason for their purchasing decision.
So our second tip is to be current with Instagram changes and trends. Instagram is constantly changing. You should be right there when new trends, features, and updates hit the public. So far, some major Instagram updates include the Explore feature on desktop, the ability to create a new account on desktop, video views, 60-second videos and video ads, being able to switch between multiple Instagram accounts, the new timestamps feature, a two-step authentication feature, a new logo feature, and an Instagram algorithm. Our third tip is to post content your audience wants. You should get your audience to participate. You could do this by holding contests, posting user-generated content, asking questions, and posting from unique locations. Our fourth tip is to post regularly and during op optimal times. It's always quality over quantity. It's smart to try to post often and during optimal times. Our fifth tip is to tell great stories. You should tell great stories through visual content. Instagram videos are highly effective at telling your brand story within 60 seconds or less. Our sixth tip is to get discovered. You should utilize Instagram's explore features. Always tag people involved, use hashtags often, and don't forget to use geo filters. Our seventh tip is not dismissing Instagram's analytics. You should track post performance, monitor Instagram trends, track comments and hashtag usage, measure audience engagement, identify influencers, and report across multiple profiles. And lastly, you should get started and always keep your audience happy. So now we'll move on to our social media marketing podcast for this week. Our guest is Chris Ducker, and we'll discuss how to create and market your own brand, whether you work for yourself or others. And this week's discovery is an app called Snow. And I actually had the ability to test this app this week, and I could say it's incredible. Um, within this app, it's a tool for, for mobile, and it's a selfie app. You can do facial recognition stuff like Snapchat, record square videos for Instagram, and you could do analog filters. An example of this is, um, think of your VHS tape, how it shows the date and timestamp, and this is a really fun feature. This helps you create fun stories that you can't find within other apps. You can also augment your face and um, it's more than just a creator app it's available for iOS and Android and making GIFs on this is incredible I've actually done the feature and texted it to some friends and it was a lot of fun so don't forget to download this app and it's spelled snow s-n-o-w so um, we'll start by discussing Chris Tucker he got um, in personal branding by accident. He was a traditional entrepreneur. Up to 2008, he just used web for email. As he built his business in 2009, he got really burnt out 
and he just didn't really have time for his family or his wife. In 2010, he took a break trying to remove himself from business. In this time, he hired eight people to take over his roles within the company. In 2009, he started a podcast, blogging, videos, and other various aspects. In 2010, Chris created an email list of 5,000 people. He noticed people contacted him for his personal brand before they contacted him for his business. And he really recommended to build your business around what you want people to know you for. So now we'll discuss personal branding. Personal branding is really important because you leave an important stamp on the world. Your reputation is the brand and you should ask yourself, how do you want to be known when you are not around any longer? Building your personal brand under your business brand is key. Your personal brand stays with you forever. So you might be asking yourself, how do you begin? You should start with you. Define who you are and what you want to be known for. You should take a piece of paper and and just simply split it in half. In the first column, put stuff you're good at or known for. And this is stuff you will be remembered for and stuff that you know you're good at. And in the second column, put stuff that you struggle with. And um, this column should be left for people that are good at those tasks that you struggle with. This will lead you to what you will do, the people, the problems, etc. You cannot please everyone all the time, and that's an important aspect to really understand. An example of this is in the NFL, you have a head coach, an offensive coach, and a defensive coach. Everyone does something different based on what they're really good at. And the whole overall message of this is you cannot please everyone all the time. So you should really focus on the things that you're good at and the things that you should be remembered for. Remember not to be too broad, but be really specific in your sector. By going after a smaller market, you can make more money. An example of this is Lego. They went back to the brick in 2012. You shouldn't be afraid. There are people that will fall in love with you. Being different is better than being better. You should be you. Be unique, and the right people will come to you. Actually being you will attract people to what you want them to appreciate you for. So now we'll discuss how to market yourself. The first thing is you should never procrastinate. The second thing is fear. The fear of rejection, the fear of not being liked, and the fear of people trolling you. You must have really thick skin when it comes to building your business. A great way to market yourself is to get on someone's podcast. And if this podcast gets like 50,000 downloads, you're sharing value with their subscribers and at the same time, you're also getting your name out there. When someone with influence puts you on their show, it shows a lot of value. This is a great way to market yourself. You can share your message with someone who doesn't know who you are. Market yourself by providing value to others. 
You should show the behind the scenes of what you are doing. Use Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter to do this. And lastly, don't forget to show the journey of the whole process as a whole. So now we'll discuss this week's startups.co article, which is four sales strategies to consider for your startup. The bot, the human being, or the bear hug. First and foremost, always try something new. Don't just do what everyone else is doing. Take a look at the numbers and determine if there's a better way to sell. When choosing the right strategy, you often have to consider customer acquisition costs and annual contract value. The higher the annual contract value, the more personal the sales process should be. So now we'll discuss the best way to select a sales strategy. So which strategy is best for your startup? The first one is the self-service online. And this is for an annual contract value of 10,000 or less. Paying too much to bring in new customers can eat through your profit margins. So self-service models, which typically cause very little to set up, are the best choice for this range. An example of this would to be, is to include a self-service application on your website. The second um, tip is remote, online, or phone salespeople. And this is when your annual contract value is between 10,000 and 50,000. Conversion percentage becomes more important at higher annual contract values. At this level, you can count on self-service to lure in exclusive sales, but you also can't afford an in-person or named account approach. So you should try integrating cold calls. Our third tip is named accountage, and this is when your annual contract value is 50000 or more. You should target specific accounts. As your annual contract value increases, the complexity of the sales engagement also increases. In the $50,000 to $150,000 range, the sales effort required to sell target accounts can exceed the value of the accounts themselves. The fourth approach is the bear hug approach. This is when your annual contract value is 250000 or higher. You should use an all-out team approach. And don't forget, overall, you shouldn't do what everyone else in the region is doing. You should take a look at the numbers for yourself and see whether there's a better way to sell. So thank you for tuning into this week's podcast, and I hope to see you back next week. In the meantime, have a great week.